This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. As we continue oh, geez. to wait to Only see the what Phillies. the hell is going to happen with this team, with anything. What's up, Jack? Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> waiting. And waiting some more. Waiting. We so it's just like it's you know every day I wake up like it's today the day like there. What if he just shows up at spring training and just wonders what what well, what, what are you guys I, talking about? That's what I can't believe at this point is like because obviously there have been lots of rumors. We'll dive into it all, but you know Showalter and all this stuff, and it's like at this point hasn't it gotten to the point with the Gabe Kapler wait here where. It's actually cruel to fire him at this point. Yeah. To have made him do this, to make him come into work and go in, <sighs> sit like sad music playing behind him, sitting at the desk with his Albert Einstein photo looking at him, and to have all these rumors go around and then to make him wait it out and then actually fire the guy, it actually has gotten to the point where I think it's cruel to fire Gabe Kapler at this point. <laughs> it is? That's where I'm at, man. It would be cruel to if, fire if the guy they, at this point. If they make him go through this week and they don't fire him, then you have to bring him back. Well, yeah. If they don't announce by Friday, then he I has can't to believe be- it hasn't happened yeah, yet. I mean, dude, we—it's so crazy. It doesn't last make any week, sense. we we in scheduling when we were going to record, we're like, oh, we'll record on Tuesday. No, we'll wait till it happens on Wednesday. Oh, can't record Wednesday. Got to wait till Thursday. And the same thing's happening again this week. We're like, all right, screw it. We're just going to record because it feels like it feels like the Harper thing all over again. It's unbelievable. Except way less fun on oh, any. Oh, way end less of it. fun and way less. You know, it's just what it. The the most frustrating thing, and it's been the most frustrating thing, and it'll continue to be the most frustrating thing, is is what is what is the plan? What is the plan exactly? If you fire him, what's the plan? If you keep him, what's the plan? I want a. I, I obviously, they're not going to come out and like lay out their whole entire blueprint. Well, no, obviously, but they just feel rudderless right now. I, they feel rudderless like they, is a great word, Jack. Like they just don't. I just don't know where they're going. What are they doing here? Like why why is John Middleton just starting to fly around and visit players? They were here. They were here. Literally. You could have just talked to them For then. For months. You could have, hey, come in my office real quick. You know, you had a whole month of the season where you're basically out of it. Yes. You were down in Washington. Like you were down in Washington the whole final week. You, yeah. You couldn't have brought them out to dinner. Why are you just doing it now? Why did you not know what you were doing when the season was ending? That's what I'm saying. That That's why it feels like there's no plan here. And that's why I think it's absolutely insane that anyone trusts this guy right now. Well, that's the problem, man. That's the problem. And when you look at it, like you just said... Um, the idea that, look, every other franchise, even the freaking Mets, who had a managerial decision to make, have made it long time ago. Like, all these other teams were able to figure it out by the end of the season, but we can't. And then, look, I know there's the other side to it. Well, he's being thorough. He's being meticulous and all that. Like, fine. That's all fine and dandy. Why is it now? Why is it happening now? Why was he not meticulous a month ago? Why was he not prepared for this potential eventuality? Why did he not say, all right, maybe this isn't going to go the way we want it to and I need to be prepared because that's the way this works. That's the way it works in Major League Baseball. Teams are ready to make decisions when they have to make decisions. They don't just go on and, and from a fan perspective, like I don't know how this could not hurt they're standing with the fan base. Like, how is any fan looking at this and saying, like, this is great. This is fine. Yeah. Well, it's so funny how, like, when the season ended, everyone's like, oh. If you if you polled Phillies fans when the season ended, like, what do you think about John Middleton? You'd say, what, 95% love the guy? Absolutely. Now it's what? 50-50? 60-40? Still love him? 
I, look, I, I mean, here's, here's the thing. Like, I just want to—I I really just want a man that has conviction. Yep. That's what's so frustrating about this. Like, if they're gonna fire him, it's just like, well, I guess we'll fire you now. Like, that's not like a well-run, smart organization is decisive. There's no decisiveness here. That's why this, this was—that's why this sucks so much. Like. This is just, it, there's no decisiveness. There's no like, let's do this and then go, then we have this plan. We'll fire him, bring in this guy, go to this, plan mm-hmm. A, plan B, and like, yes, and execute. Multiple plans, execute, not none. Execute, execution. And it's like, it's like, what, why, why are we even firing Gabe Kapler at this point? Well, uh, again, and I, why, why are we acting like it's just a Gabe Kapler problem? Well, that's the that's biggest a, issue. The fact that this is only a Gabe, like he's only focused. The, so it's this, official now. Jim Salisbury uh, reporting today, and we all knew it. You could infer it from what's been said, but Matt Klentak and Andy McPhail will officially 100% uh, be back with this super. team. <laughs> Super. I'm so glad Andy McPhail's back. They 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 ruined our bring Chaim home thing before we could even start. Bring unless home. unless they they promote someone from like they promote like could they could there is there a scenario where they promote Matt Klentak to president and then bring Chaim as the GM? <laughs> no. Why not? Uh, you know it's not going to happen. Like there's. I'm no- finding a way. Yeah. I'm finding any way to get him here. Could they make him the president? Can they make Hyam the president, and then, and then I mean, they could. Will they know? And then let McPhail like be the president of the chefs. Let McPhail go to Florida, yeah, get into he? a retirement home, and just hang out and play pinochle and whatever. All I right? just, I don't. Why is Andy McPhail coming back? And uh, I know he probably doesn't do anything, but just him being around this organization. Well, I mean, is it really is, and that's the thing. And that, and look, we've talked a lot this off season about. Owners and whether we want them to listen to fans, we don't. But um, the well, idea, except for me and you, well, and, listen, not, and yeah, the high house podcast, yeah, yeah, come yeah, talk to yeah, us right. directly. <laughs> listen, we'll give you the balls. We got you, bro. Yeah, but, we're, we're, all we want is a good baseball. That's team. all we want. We want to win. So, I mean, forgetting the 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 fan, what the fans want of this whole situation. With Andy McPhail, it it's almost like a slap in the face. Like the Kapler thing. Like I'm fine with if John Middleton wants to keep Gabe Kapler, and again, I I wanted him to want to keep him the day the season ended, and to know that and whatever. But I'm fine with that, even though that's something that would be, I think, a very unpopular decision. Even though now I feel like Gabe's becoming a sympathetic figure. Like I said, um, the fan perspective on that. But with McPhail, it's like what? First of all, he doesn't do anything. Second of all, he is reviled in this family. There is not a single like you could find. People will still stump for Gabe Kapler. There is no one who wants Andy McPhail here. Nobody. You will not find Andy McPhail's kids don't want him here. <laughs> no. Nobody does. They want to, you know, this, they want to be in Florida with him. Nobody wants him here. So, like, I just, I'm with Send you. Send him back to the Twins. Oh, God. They don't want Oh, yeah, they there's no them. way. They're a smart organization. Way too smart. Send him to the Cubs. Oh, wait, they're a smart organization. No, Send him back to the Orioles. Oh, wait, they're turning into a smart organization. <laughs> they're trying harder than Phillies are right now. Uh, you know, and the other thing I don't get. This whole thing, this whole Kapler whatnot. What does John Middleton think a manager does? Like, are you kidding me? That this is only like, does John Middleton think that Gabe Kapler is holding back a ninety-win team this year? Look, if he does, then we have much bigger issues because then John Middleton doesn't know what the hell he's doing, which is absolutely on the table. I mean, that is. That is squarely in the it's possible range that he doesn't know what he's doing. But if that if he thinks that Gabe Kapler is the reason, if he thinks that firing Gabe Kapler changes things, then then we got a problem. Well, it's pretty scary that two podcast hosts could do the do a better job. 
Yes, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. I don't want me to be in charge of the village. I want smart people to be in charge of the village. I know, like, like here's the thing that's so frustrating, and I know Haim's not coming here, but like, it is just such an obvious, yeah. obvious upgrade. Like, he, and why he's are from he- here. Like, I mean, how much closer to you does he have to be? It's it's just too perfect. And why are we? Why like what is what has Matt Clemtech done to to justify like ah we don't need we don't need an upgrade here. Well, first off, if you want to really be a bully, you should be looking for upgrades all the time, all the time in any situation, any spot. Absolutely, you should. You should be like, oh, uh, the Rays have the best scouting director. Yeah, let's go pay him more money. Let let's just pluck that guy away. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Like why? Well, have, they, they have an opportunity with the scouting director. Yeah, that's my that's absolutely, and that's my point though. But like, if you want to be a big boy, spend money to be a big boy, and go get the people who are the most qualified for their positions, and get smart people in here. And to your point, a point you've made a hundred times, but but bears repeating the idea that Matt Clentak is someone who he doesn't trust enough to trust his opinion fully on the manager of the team but yet is still able to control the roster and be in charge of all this stuff. It's, it's nuts to well, me. What's even more nuts is that Gabe Kapler's input on other coaches staying here and doesn't even know if he has a job or not. That's another crazy thing. That doesn't even make sense in any world realm. Like People try to compare their jobs to Major League Baseball or whatever sport. Imagine like your boss letting you keep your job but him not knowing if he's going like, to... It's gonna unbelievable. Be, it's, Idiot. And not just that, asking for your thoughts on other employees and what they've done, even if you don't know if you're going to be there. It's crazy talk. <laughs> there's there's a reason why they've lost 11,000 games. Yeah, there really is. And it's a shame. It, 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 hurts because it, it hurts because this is what older Phillies fans talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, eh. Don't mess it up. Yeah, and I didn't want it. I didn't want them to be right, but they were right. I, I, all the they were right that yeah. they would screw this up. They've they've managed to mess up analytics. Wait, which I was, you know, it's so funny you said that because I was literally just thinking in my head. I'm like, they're the only people who could like make me say, the, like, I actually when the people call them like these damn analytics are ruining the Phillies. Yeah. They yeah. are because they're not using them right, but whatever, it's still true. They have me wanting to hire Buck Showalter. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a real statement. Like, Dusty Baker, you're not like, not yeah, bad. bring me Dusty. Not too bad. No set of win, no set of manager locker it's room. Like they, it's like we're so beaten down. Oh. I'm weary. Oh, just meant, like, this is awful. It's really it's truly. Rough. And yeah. then you have, you have, like... Like, All we want to do gives, is have fun and be positive and have a good baseball it team. It gives credence to the morons uh, who are like, well, you know, analytics are bad. I know. That's how that's how messed up this whole thing is that like people want to get away from analytics when the Phillies aren't even used. Like they're, they, the Phillies, this is how dumb the Phillies are, is that they have all the information, all the analytics, all of that. They have all the numbers. They just have no idea how to use them. That's the problem. That's the problem. That that's is the been, basic inherent They don't know how here. to... To, to get apply yeah, at these all. things. Yeah. At all. And, and that's and, why that's and, why. And you know what what happens in that case, Jack? They become useless. Right. Like the, the the stats, the information, the advantages, and, and again, because this is all margins of this is all my, you're you're looking for minor on the margins type of advantages that ultimately all add up to making you a better team than the sum of your or the sum of your parts better than the parts. We're seeing it right now with the Tampa Bay Rays. It's just a fact. You watch that team play and there are guys you're like, wow, that guy's starting in an ALDS game and the beating whole, the Astros. The whole roster. The whole roster. Travis like, Darno. That's what I mean. These guys are 
cast-offs. G-Man Choi. They are ca- G-Man Choi's betting third in the ALDS. I, I, it just Joey Wendell, Westchester Zone. Shows, yeah, there you go. Look at you. Emilio Pagan, someone you basically could have been. I could have been Emilio Pagan. That's the big takeaway that I, we had. If I other. didn't have food poisoning that trip, yeah. maybe a scout could have seen played me. played against him. I played against Emilio Pagan. He was a third baseman at that time, but he was still nasty at third base. Um, he closed out the game for the Rays last night. I was physically in the same park as him. Uh, I so threw, you could I threw, have been him. But my problem was, James, is that I had food poisoning from a Golden Corral from the night before. That's the problem. So I spent the whole day throwing up in the trainer's office, which I didn't know where I was in North Carolina. I like so that you think that's the problem. That's the that's only good. reason why I'm doing this yeah, podcast I right now. So fair. you're welcome for my knowledge. Yeah, but um, but the point is, like, how can how can someone like John Middleton, who is a smart businessman, there's no question about that, in a, unassailable when it comes to that. He's clearly a shrewd, smart businessman. How can he look at this and see a team that, as you mentioned, again, this stat blows my effing mind that the Rays are 55% less than the average in yeah. terms of what they spend and they're taking the 107 win Astros to the brink here an Astros team that is just loaded with with stars upon stars I mean, upon stars one of the best rosters I've ever seen in my life watching baseball they're taking they're taking Verlander out in four innings it's so loaded and this race how do you not as John Middleton watch this happen and say okay like these are the type of people I need I need the guys who are making this happen. Yeah, like please, John, for the love of God, just like like Chaim is going to get hired by someone else's offseason. Yeah, the you, dream you, is going to be done. You have an opportunity here to bring in the answer. The answer to all your problems is right there. Like just hire him. What has McClintock done? What has he done to make you believe in him so much? You don't even believe in him enough to make a competent decision on your manager, and you're going to let an actual superstar go somewhere else to probably a bigger market team and do what Andrew Friedman do with the Dodgers. I want to be the freaking Dodgers, John. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You were holding back curses. I get it. You were holding back curses. It blows my freaking mind. It blows my mind how they just won't do it. They're not going to do it, and I'm already getting mad about it. Just. Just do it. I know. It's not that hard. Well, it's literally not that hard. It's not. It's it's <laughs> not that hard. That's what I just said. You're the team is staring you in the face. If you watch playoff baseball, <laughs> it's in your face. Well, he's too busy it's flying this, around meeting with uh, I mean. JT Romito in Oklahoma. It's in your face. How can you not see this team right in front of you, building it the way they did, and not say, "I want some of that." I want that people involved in that. It's so blatantly obvious to me when you look at it. It's it's crazy. And again. This is a, a, the idea that you know Salisbury and everyone's putting out there that like you know Clintax coming back, but but the, it's going to be on him. You know we're we're watching him now or whatever. Great. So you're sure. saying for this incredibly important off season where the prime of Bryce Harper's career and others, but the prime of a Hall of Famer's career, a future Hall of Famer's career is on the line here. This is it. You brought Bryce Harper in. This is it. You've got his prime ready to stare you right in the face. And you're putting Matt Klintak in charge of building that team around him when he's already shown he can't do it? It's it's asinine to me. It's asinine to me. This is incredibly... You have to build a bullpen from scratch, essentially. Mm. You have to sign Garrett Cole, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, should we get into that real quick? Sure. So last so last podcast, we talked about how uh, I asked James, like, would you rather have Rendon or Cole? And and James said Cole, and I said Rendon, because you always, in most scenarios, you always take the... Excellent hitter, the high war player, the guy who's like, like Anthony Rendon is a truly unbelievable, like an actual MVP candidate. In, in a vacuum, he is a more valuable baseball asset than 
Garrett Cole, and he'll get paid more money than Garrett Cole. He will. That just you know is a good example. But in watching these playoffs, they need someone that that can not only start game one for you, but come out of the bullpen in game three and like and just shut down the, an opposing team when it goes on a rally. Like they need they need Garrett Cole. Re, like either well, either him or Strasburg. I don't trust Strasburg as much as I trust Garrett Cole. Big game pitcher, though. but dude, like I didn't even realize he's a point six four playoff ERA. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yes. Um, the problem is obviously that he has the injury history, right. and he'll. And this is the, the first year. The season, he, yeah. Also, is he so he's fifteen this year, fifteen next year, and then forty five the year after? Is that the way the contract is yeah, structured? It's one of those deferred contracts. Wow. That's a weird one. Yeah, and well, it's the it's the next it's Washington. Year. Yeah, yeah. So like. They just they need power arms and like the fact that you know they they go through these stretches of drafting where it's like oh let's get excited about David Parkinson and, and like guys that don't throw hard at all it yeah. just like you need power arms and we, in October every time every time every October for the last four Octobers or whatever it's been hey here's a guy who throws a hundred yep. let's put him in the bullpen and see how that like yeah so it's fifth all right so he would be opting out of. 25 next year, 15, 15, and then 45 in 2023 mm-hmm. at age 34. I mean, I think he's probably going to opt out. Yeah. I mean, Boris is his agent. I, I think it's likely he opts out. I think so, too. But the, the the overall point is that you need power arms, and you just need you need the starters that they don't have at this point. Yeah. And, and Andy McPhail's whole philosophy, or what his original philosophy was what? It was... Well, actually, it was actually grow the arms by the bats, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of ass backwards. It's ridiculous. <laughs> actually, I think both ways are kind of ass backwards. But so even even Theo's way, Theo came up with this way of 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 grow the bats by the arms. Yep. But in that scenario, why 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 am I buying older pitchers? Well, that's a problem. And look, I know he's getting killed, and I still say they want their first World Series not Andre years. So I would you never trade, you say trade anything. Chap, you trade Torres for Chapman yeah, every time. A, you don't you hate, do that you, trade. There's no way you had to trade Glaber Torres. Well, that's the issue. I think that's a, and that's a different discussion. I think that's, he overreacted and said we have to. Get Brian this guy. Cashman taking advantage of a situation. I agree with you. I agree with you. But ultimately, you make that trade even. Knowing what you know, you make that trade again. It won you a World Series or played a role in winning a World Series. I but, mean, Joe Madden almost tried to kill him. Yeah. Well, I mean, and uh, Roldis Chapman, not a great guy. No, Let, and, let's he, be real. and he did break his hand. Not a big fan no, of that guy. No, he didn't guy. break his hand. He hurt his hand celebrating. Not a big fan of that guy. But look, I, I'm I'm with you. I said that before, and I, again, they need, they don't just need someone like Garrett Cole. They need Garrett Cole. I yes. mean, that's that's the guy. And I think they're- He I, changes so much I, just I, by himself coming in here. I honestly think they're going to get him. I Look, I, I love that. We talked about this last time, that nugget from Jim Salisbury on the At The Art podcast, the idea that Boris- going to try and funnel some guys here. I totally believe that. My issue isn't that that he would be willing to come here. My issue is will John Middleton give him the money he wants? That's my issue. That's what, Will Matt Clentak's evaluation tell him <laughs> that, <laughs> that he's worth the money? Watch, That's what watch. I worry about. It'll be like... <clears throat> The Yankees bidding on him, and Matt Klentak will be like, mm, yeah. he's above our calculations. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Yankees, we'll, go sign, yeah. we'll go sign Zach Wheeler. I like Zach Wheeler, but like them, them signing Zach Wheeler is the biggest lock, and then him coming here and uh, sucking. And, and yes, and, and Garrett Cole is, is a legitimate franchise-changing type of pitcher. I think I just had 15 strikeouts in the ALDS. Now, like it was nothing. Now, let's, it was fa- nothing. let's factor this in. He is coming from an Astros pitching staff. Which is true. That is, No question. You have to factor in the fact that he might 
go regress back, a little bit because being, it, but the talent is so overwhelming there that even him regressing he's still one of the best pitchers well, in the National League and you'd hope that he is has learned take, enough and yeah. can take it yes and doesn't need to rely on them but it is it is unreal man well and also and also I think that he is um you know I don't he just looks like your classic horse like a classic it's exactly yeah, the way he's I would not think. gonna get hurt totally agree with you like just a a warrior, yeah. like like Bumgarner, like that, and granted a right hand pitcher, and, and I would Throws say, hard. yeah, but like that guy, you just know, like like you said, if you need someone to come in and pitch three innings of relief in a game seven to win the World Series, even though he pitched two days before, I feel like Garrett Cole's one of the short list of guys in Major League Baseball where I would say I bet that guy could do it. Yeah, and I don't care what you say. I think Howard, I think Spencer Howard is going to be able to do the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah, do you like how you say like I said like some disparity? You said thing. you hated Spencer Howard. Yeah, and. Uh, Interesting. Ah. Real quick on Spencer Howard, let's let's be real here with each other because this came up in the midday show, and I I think I know exactly what they will do. But Spencer Howard will be ready from a ready to play baseball in the major leagues perspective to start the season with the Phillies next year. No chance he starts the season with the Phillies no. next year. Right? May. I know. May. I know. Yeah. Listen, we're, that's we're, smart. We're it's talking smart about baseball, we're talking about your year of control here, and mean. stuff like that. But man, it's just uh, it's frustrating. Well, I don't know. Well, that's smart baseball. That's a that's an issue that Major League Baseball needs to fix. But we just saw, look, Pete Alonso doesn't have 53 home runs if they don't bring him up right away. They don't make a run. You know, Fernando Tatis Jr. obviously got hurt and stuff, but that dude, it would have been Cost folly, me a fantasy to, championship. folly to have him in the minors for an extra month. He was one of the best players in baseball immediately. Well, it would be a good test for if, if Major League Baseball thinks that the service time thing is going away. It's a great point. So, I mean, like, it could, if they think it's going away. Then there's, Which is could be the reason that those... Decisions were made this past season that they ultimately think in the next few years it will go away. It I mean, should go away. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Oh, it's the dumbest. One of the dumbest things baseball. Has done. <laughs> yeah, it's legitimately it's, it's, one of the dumbest things baseball has done. It's going to cost the Cubs Chris Bryant. Yeah, good, but yeah, yeah, it, it's so silly. While we're talking about uh, Arizona Fall League legends, <laughs> I, love I mean Connor Siebold. <laughs> like I'm already all in. I can't wait. It's, it's so easy for you to be all in. Oh my god, I love him. I was watching the biggest can- all in there is out I, there. Yeah. Of course. Can can I throw you can I throw you my comp? You know you can. Charlie Morton without going over the top. Okay. I, lo- I feel like you use Charlie Morton a lot as a comp. Yeah, but cuz a lot of a lot of young pitchers are kind of cloning themselves after what he does with his glove. Like he really pulls his glove yeah. glove side and it's just like they say the same like uh Flaherty does the same kind of thing. Like I this, love that guy. Oh. Uh, his his high school pitching staff has got to be the greatest pitching staff of all time. I mean, who was on the high school pitching staff of Flaherty? Max Fried and Luis Giolito. What? Yeah, dude. On a high school staff? Yeah. Jack Flaherty's high school pitching staff was Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito, and Max Fried. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That is if they lost the game, their head coach would be fired. I, I, that's like that's like having Matt Chapman and uh and Nolan Arenado look, being on the if, same if you have, high school team. If you have one of those guys, you should probably never lose as far as it goes. Like even you find a way to win. Like yeah. I mean, that's un it's unbelievable. No, it's disgusting. That is disgusting. Um, but Connor Siebold, uh, I think he's a .75 ERA in the Arizona Fall League, and uh, I got a, a text from someone the other day mm-hmm. that, a said, birdie, a little... that said his changeup is just unbelievable. Nice. All right. So, Plus, that plays. No, look, no Chris Young next year. That can only help, right? Yeah, I don't know what he's got. I don't know what, what is he's... He? So he got reassigned within the organization? Is that the idea? Yeah, like he's he... got reassigned. Which is, I'm... For a lot, people, a lot of people don't like Chris Young, but I think he's a smart baseball mind. Look to Correct. get to get to where he got to as quickly as he did with zero, you know, real experience. Um, I, I think that's impressive, yeah. and he might not have been very good at relating to players, but I think he understands pitching. It made me think that I could have done it. 
True. <laughs> is, um, that, is that a good or a bad thing? But Chris Young, I mean, uh, back in Houston, he was was one of the guys that helped convince Justin Verlander to throw his slider more. Um, I think he's a good pitching mind. Just has no idea when it comes to like mechanics and how to make. And, and clearly, to to relating to players, I think that's the the most important thing that isn't talked about enough when you talk about whether it's a hitting coach, pitching coach, whatever it is that that these guys have to be able to relate to these guys and explain what they're trying to teach them in a way that is digestible and understandable. Otherwise, it's not it's not going to work. Mickey Calloway. I, dude, you said that, and I'm, I've am i stolen it, and I've said it as my own now because it's such a great idea. I would... He's my top choice. I want him to be the Phillies pitching coach. Yeah. He and was it, a... He was a great pitching coach in Cleveland. For those who just know him as the Mets manager and what a what a fool and all that, he was. There's a reason he became a manager. Pitching, it's really hard for pitching coaches to become managers. It so rarely happens. Right, like Bud Black's the other one that comes to mind. Very few. He was a great pitching coach. Yeah, Um, and I would like to put my hand up. Uh, I I said something stupid on Twitter, and I like I I tweeted. So here's the thing: had a few beers in me, and I was like, oh, I remember I used to love this guy. And then I really started doing some research, and I was like, oh, this is a really dumb tweet. So I had to follow it up with something that was smart. Okay. And, but I just, I want to get it out there for the High Hopes podcast listeners that may have been concerned that I was getting dumb. <laughs> Why would anyone ever think that, right? Well, never. <laughs> never. Do you think the High Hopes listeners are like, ah, he is, is dumb. Fritz smart? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're probably like, well, Common I, conversation. I, well, I, I think most of the High Hopes listeners, when they're discussing the podcast amongst themselves, um, they wonder if I... Did go to MIT? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Whether that's probably the I, first of all, I love the idea that that high ups listeners discuss the <laughs> podcast with each other. Shout out to you who's doing that because I love you for that. But yes, I think that's probably like, the number one topic uh, you, of conversation. Yes, yeah. fictitious conversations. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably did Jack go to Bloomsburg for yeah. computer science? Yes, stuff, dumb stuff like yeah. that. Like he went to Bloomsburg after Harvard, right? Yeah. It was Harvard it was, then Bloomsburg. Yeah, Bloomsburg was my yes. was my safety school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, it wasn't. I only applied to one school, so whatever. <laughs> well, look at that. Yeah. Well, I only, I, 100% success rate. Yeah, one for one. Um, it, was, it was after I committed anyway, because I knew I was getting in. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it's tough being you know, a five-star recruit. <laughs> oh, um, so I tweeted that I want- the, I am Bloomsburg. Yeah. Ah, it's pretty good. There you go. Um, I tweeted that I wanted Ray Sears as a pitching coach. And then I started doing some research. And I was oh, like, oh, is, Ray's is he not good anymore? Oh, oh yeah. No. no. Yeah, he's bad. Oh. Yeah, he, I know. I know. Oh. 2014, Jack loved Ray Searage. I mean, well, to be fair, Ray Searage is a legend and was the best pitching coach in baseball for a time. Right, but now, so his main trick was teaching guys sinkers, and they're just getting bombed now. Like, he tried to teach Chris Archer a sinker. Yeah, a bummer. And Tyler Glass now left. He's yeah. amazing. Sure. Garrett Cole left. He became yeah, amazing. sure. So the track records became uh, overwhelming. that's too bad. Poor Ray. Yeah, bye, bye changing Ray. with the times. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to retract my tweet, but I left it up there because I didn't want to say with my conviction but I followed up saying I want the Vandy pitching coach. So there you go. So yeah. you said something smart in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try to get back on people's good side. I don't want people thinking it was. The, listen, I, we, James and I, both built this podcast on wanting it to be smart and like not saying dumb stuff. Yep. The serious tweet was a dumb tweet. <laughs> and See, I, that's what you have to do. Just admit it. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. We say dumb things. Yeah, we say the same. I mean, I don't, but some people do. Yeah. I mean, Bloomsburg <laughs> was my safety school. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. No I'm problem. Happy, I'm happy I had to be. To be honest. I think. I, yeah. I mean, I, and the Braves are down thirteen. Oh yeah, buddy. Uh, ten runs in the first inning. Give it to me with Flaherty on the hill. Mm. See ya. You He's, know. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Do you think right now? Right now, 
right now to win one game. Wait, right now? Right now. <laughs> you have to win one game. Is Jack Flaherty on the hill? What about Strasburg? Well, so I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I think like the way Jack Flaherty's well, pitching, uh, no. I think it's probably Walker Bueller. No, no, is no. Up there. I mean, how? I mean, Garrett Cole struck out 15. Well, and then Cole too. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's some like tonight's matchup is Jack be- Flaherty is pitching amazing right now, and he doesn't have the playoff success and all that yet. So, so I'm Jack- more I'm more just talking about heading into the playoffs. I think Jack Flaherty might have been the best pitcher on the planet going right into the playoffs. You want to know a great Jack Flaherty stat? You know I do. Hasn't allowed a hard hit ball in a slider since August 8th. <laughs> what? What? No one squared up a slider since August. The first week of August. Wow. That's a really good stat. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Jack Flaherty. Yeah. He's having his uh, 2015 second half Arietta moment right now. He is. And he's way younger than Arietta was at that point. Are the Phillies going to give him $75 million in two years? No, in like four years yeah. or five he's years. Way like, past his prime. Oh God. Why do you have to bring up Jake Arietta? <sighs> Hey, only one more year. That's true. Only one more year. And Twenty Carlos million. Santana owned his soul publicly. That was fun. It's embarrassing. I know. It's okay. What else you got? I feel, um, like, feel like I'm getting to the point with this where I, I feel like I've been saying the same thing every I know, day. And I, feel like like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I oh, really feel yeah. like I'm losing. Well, my mind. and you're also fasting. That's true too. I've not eaten anything yet today. That sucks. It's not great. Yeah, I said some peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Good. <laughs> My final thought is that Cesar's arbitration number this year is eleven point eight million. What? So Peace. I don't. I don't think Cesar is going to be on the team Peace. next year. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That'll that'll work itself out just right. No problem. Yeah, he'll be gone. Um, and then Kingery can slide into second. All right. Or maybe Segura at second and Kingery at <laughs> short. God, I'm so happy Gene Segura's here. <laughs> Clintac, at least he's locked in. Jack, can't get rid of that guy. I heard he was an elite general manager. Uh, elite I, was general told, manager. I was told that Branch Ricky yes. never had an offseason. Well, it's, a, like like it's just nights. it's just so annoying how he's just he just he's just keeping Clintac so he doesn't look like an idiot. Yes, I agree. I think that is the number one predominant reason why he's keeping him is that he just doesn't want to have people go back six months and be like, "Really, dude?" Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna let High and Bloom go somewhere else and turn him into Dodgers wherever. And and because you said because you were too hopped up on your own stuff to to just admit a mistake and just, move on. Like Which I is just, Matt Clentak's biggest problem. That guy never does that. John, I just admitted that I tweeted something it's dumb true. about Ray Searage. Just do the Boom. same with the same Matt Clentak. John, I don't beg for much, but please, for the love of God, find a way to get Haim Bloom here. Bring him home. Just hashtag bring Haim home. Hashtag bring Haim home. My final thought, you uh, tweeted at me about it when I said it, but oh, come on. a little recommendation out there. If uh, if people haven't heard Wolfpack yet, go check them out because they are, they are freaking awesome. Yeah, if you're it into, is my favorite band that I've heard in a really long time. If you're in jam bands. They're not a jam band. They are jammy, <laughs> but they're not. They're popular. People like them. Is it the government? <laughs> government. <laughs> check out Wolfpack. They're awesome. Ah, well, if we're, if we're giving thought. music recommendations, sure. check out Details by Billy Carrington. Some <laughs> little country. Oh, no. <laughs> I give out a, a funk fusion band and you give out country. I mean, we're talking about music recommendations when Gabe Kapler's supposed to be fired. Gabe Kapler's getting ready for work Jack, tomorrow. Jack, you gotta do something to, to feel happy again. I mean, it's called High Hopes. The poor guy is, is like is like the guy in office space. Yes, <laughs> he's like freaking, what's his name with the stapler? Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Steven Root.
Is that his real name? That's the actor's name. I don't know the character's name. Norman Nelson, something like yeah, that. Norman Raymond, one of those two. Yeah, well. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Well, at least the Eagles in the row for three straight games because we're going to get playoff baseball. This is great. <laughs> Isn't this podcast called High Hopes? Uh, once there was a silly old aunt. Thought he'd move a rubber tree plant. Anyone knows an ant can't. Move a rubber tree plant, buddy, and I hopes he had high hopes. He had high apple pie in the sky. Hopes so when you start a feeling low, instead of letting go, just remember that and <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah. No. All right, I was friends. trying to sound like Harry, by the way. <laughs> I know. I studied it a lot. He tried to sound like Harry, and then he went into Delco Harry, and then it just devolved from there. It was good. Just remember that, Aunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we are so out of here. I'm so sorry for this podcast. We are it was mess. only 32 minutes. Yeah, it, was, it felt like it was six hours. It felt like the longest podcast I've Literally, ever recorded in my I life. I agree. <laughs> was, I'm so with you. I need to eat something. These Fritz and Seltzer will talk to you later. <laughs>